This is the Partnership Podcast, where we bring you all things business from the Vale Valley, including business news, current issues, advocacy alerts, community conversations, and more. Presented by Vale Valley Partnership. It's the Partnership Podcast. I am so happy to be on site at Castle Peak Senior Life and Rehab. Uh, I am joined by Shelly Cornish, who's the Executive Director. Shelly, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me in your space. Oh, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's a treat to have everybody here on the podcast. And everybody, the last one, the last one, the other one here, <laughs> Mr. Uh, Till Adair, who is Philanthropy Director uh, here at Castle Peak Senior Center, and, uh, and the one down in Evergreen. I was so interested in your job. Welcome, first of all. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about uh, a Philanthropy Director for Senior uh, Life and Rehab. That seems kind of like an interesting job. Yeah, it's definitely got its own uh, specific focus. Uh, my role really is to remind the community that uh, Castle Peak is in the community, but also the great story of how it is of the community and yes. how it came about. So um, let's, uh, Shelly, I'm going to talk to him a little bit. I want the yeah. history, if that's cool with you. Because uh, I'm really interested in the history of how this came to be, because uh, one of the things, I, I don't know if I'm exactly right, is this a ministry? Well, uh, yes, technically it is. So uh, when the community came and looked for who the partner could be to come in and work with the county and this whole community, they looked at several, and they chose us, and we're um, based out of Minnesota, okay. uh, about 40 other facilities, um, and I work just with the two in, in Colorado. And so, uh, yeah, driven by mission, that's how this all began 100 years ago, uh, was just uh, Lutherans up in Minnesota wanting to take care of the seniors, and it just has really grown, and you can definitely see the impact that that type of focus does have on the, on the type of care. Yes. Um, but most people don't know that, and we don't actually, you know, outwardly... You know, express that. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely part of you know of the type of care that we have and, and who we are. I you know that's something that uh, you shared with me earlier too, and uh, I, I know I'm putting you on the spot. And uh, for all of you out there in podcast land, we don't prep any of these questions. I just ask whatever I want. But to tell me a little bit about the difference in care, and uh, you know maybe in, in your words, what does that mean to you that uh, this being a, a ministry and mission focused? Oh well, listen, I mean, there's a, additions to the care. Yeah, I'm not going to say this one is better. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Other. Yeah. Yeah. But it's really how it's rooted and the values and the core values that come into that. And I mean, it's, it's clearly a, a, we all, any, anyone in this work feels a call to serve others. Um, but it's just reinforced in the culture um, consistently. And it's, it's a constant reminder that, you know, that's always up there. You know, and why are we here? Um, I love that you use the phrase calling. I think that's that's such an important. Uh, I think that sometimes you have a job and sometimes you have a calling, right. and uh, it's okay at different times in your life. But uh, and I hope everybody gets to find a calling at some point. But you hope that everyone in healthcare, yes, feels, feels for a sure, too. Yeah, and I think you had to because just they've certainly been tested the last couple of years. Yes, you have. Boy, that's a uh, you know, and that's one of the things that's uh, pretty interesting to to for me to be in this place right now. This has been uh, a little bit closed off from the community necessarily. So for the past couple of years, Shelley, we were just talking a little bit about how that's kind of reopening up. What's it feel like? Well, I'll tell you what. It feels really good to have our doors constantly uh, having visitors in here, families back in here. There was a short stint there um, when COVID. When everybody didn't really know what COVID was and how to react to it, and so. Uh, no visitors were allowed. We had to do window visits. Um, and I'm glad that that's, that's in the past. And I'm glad that our doors are constantly um, being entered by family and, and, and guests and, and you, even today. Yeah. So happy to, you know, to be open again, so to speak. So. It's such a treat to be here. Uh, you know, this is one of our the resources in the community that's so important to us that uh, 
we were joking, uh, Till and I were joking a little bit before the podcast started that uh, my, my children don't sometimes know what uh, older folks look like because they've grown up in this valley. They've never seen them before. It's an untapped resource. Are we starting to see our valley like embrace the, this older generation? Is this something that uh, <laughs> I, I really want more old people in town? I don't know if there's a question in there, but tell me how, how our valley is dealing with this. Both of you, I'd love your opinions. Well, I, I surely see value in older people, uh, the wisdom that they have, the stories they can share, the things we can learn from them. And uh, so I, I certainly uh, welcome the intergenerational type of component in regards to having younger kids into our facilities that they can meet and understand that older people are just people that are older. That's <laughs> all they are. <laughs> you know what? I think you're right. I like that. <laughs> well, and wiser, too. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah, and so that. one of the reasons for this whole origin story, why the count, why the the whole valley wanted to do this, was because there was a significant loss of of seniors. Yes, and not only you're losing, you know, the economic value and the spending and all of that, but you're also losing this wisdom. And this is a young a young valley. I mean, this is still a very young community. And so those that cr- helped create it and literally helped build it, were now at the point where, you know, they didn't have access to care or they couldn't afford the care, so they had to leave. The community they helped build, literally helped build and helped create wealth for others, they had to, they had to leave. Yeah. And that wasn't right. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is just when you are able to have the intergenerational connections, which we are committed to, and we can't wait till the kids can come back in again, yeah. is um, how they each benefit and each, each of the generations finds that purpose. Um, and again, if people are moving in with their kids, um, they're not going to know anybody. They're most likely going to hang out with other parents that have kids. But what's, what's missing is that whole grandparently type of really situation. Yeah. And also, who passes along you know, the culture and what this is. So you know, that's, a, that's a key part of it. But the most important thing is that it's, um, everyone's benefiting from it and everyone's growing because of that personal interaction. Well, I like that uh, it's almost, you know, the way you frame it too, it's almost correcting an injustice that had been done in this valley for so long that you hit 65 and we shake your hand and send you back down to lower climates, right? <laughs> so it's really nice that uh, this is filling that need to, uh, to to keep those people. I mean, there's a chance that I might want to stay here when I get just a little bit older <laughs> in this place. And, you know, now you have an opportunity to do that. Well, many people don't know that Eagle County is one of the fastest growing counties um, for seniors over the age of 65. So there's definitely more coming in as well. Um, as far as growth, but it, it's really a tragedy when people can't, couldn't stay here before. There we go. That's, that's, uh, I love that, uh, that you are filling that need, and we appreciate that. Um, the other need, uh, and let's dig into it right now, because I'd love to, if that's all right, talk pathways with you, because um, you know, one of the things we get to do at BVP is put people in jobs and, and find those pathways. You're doing it uh, in a unique way where you can take someone with literally no experience and start training them up to uh, really successful career pathways in senior care. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, let's just, let's hit at the beginning. Yeah. Let's take our, let's take our person. They walk in the, you know, I'd love old people. I'd love to help. I have a place in this and I'm not trying to like role play too much with you, but you know, there's those people out there. I really feel mm-hmm. a connection with, with this older generation. I think I could have a career serving them. I have no experience. What would you do with this person? Yeah. So there's a couple different options that you could do. Um, Clearly, we have, when you run a 24-hour business, there is a lot of different departments that we here have here. So we have culinary, we have housekeeping, we have maintenance, we have clinical, uh, so lots of different options. The hardest part for Castle Peak is that there is the clinical component where you need additional training um, in order to even be qualified for that type of position. And so what we've started is 
a position called a resident care assistant. So literally somebody comes in, no experience, no certifications, no licensures, and they can help on the floor, meaning that they can pass waters, make beds, they can lead activities, um, just a ton of support to our clinical team. And then they sort of get a taste as to what this feels like. What, what does healthcare really mean? And a lot of times we find that people really enjoy it and they want to move to a, they want to, they want to grow in this career, but they don't necessarily know how. So we, we created this pathway of career growth where we capitalized on this audience that's already here and we send them through training. So um, there is a position called QMAP, and let me kind of, that's not a normal title, right? Most people don't <laughs> no, really understand what that means. Um, it's basically the caregiver, the aid for the assisted living. And so that's a, a quicker type training that we offer. We pay for the whole training and your wage while you're going to training. And so you can go from RCA to QMAP, and then they're like, well, now I really want to do a CNA, which is Certified Nursing Assistant. And so I'm going to kind of just take you through all the different levels that you can keep growing in. Um, and that's, that's a, a little more intense in regards to getting that training. And so you have to um, go through the, the training, the, the coursework, you have to go through clinicals, and then you have to take a state test in order to be licensed. And so again, we have an opportunity, we train people to do that. We send them through class. A lot of people can do it in a month um, and get that certification. If they're dedicated and focused, they can get through that in a month. They take the state test and boom, they're in the next category, another step up. And then after you do that, after a thousand hours of service as a CNA, so you have to, you have to prove this to the state, so we're, and we're happy to do that. Then you could go to the next training, which is a med tech. So it's medication aids in our health center. And again, you have to go through a training, clinicals, labs, all these things. Um, but we had four students that just graduated from this program, and they're just about ready to take their state test. So they're not quite there, but they're, they're gonna, they'll pass. I know they'll pass. <laughs> um, so that took them, I think, about two months to do. That's so incredible. We just keep finding these ways and getting creative and helping our employees grow in their career. Um, number one, I think it adds fulfillment to their job. Number two, it helps us out with, um, you know, open positions. And uh, at the end of the day, I think it's a win for everybody. So. I, I absolutely do too. And the uh, ways that you're, that you're taking students through makes so much sense, especially how quickly that you can, uh, if someone wants to do this and, and try this career mm -hmm. or, or be a part of this. And it also seems like a resource that uh, will continue. This is something you can take literally around the world, the, yeah. these skills that you're learning here. Absolutely. I mean, once you're a certified nursing assistant, you literally can go anywhere in the country and work. So um, it's it's a skill that you can take with you. That's pretty fantastic that this is happening in our community. I, You know, it's one of those things where you drive by you know it. I've driven by this place so many times. I've been in a, a few of the outlying buildings, but don't know the depth of what's going on here. And uh, thank you for being able to share. I'm going to get a tour after this, by the way, all you podcast folks out there. We're sitting in the conference room right now. but uh, And I'm sure that uh, Till and Shelley would be more than happy to take you guys, uh, you listeners out there, should you choose to come down and see this facility. Um, how do you want the public to interact with this place? I guess as we're kind of wrapping up and closing, uh, when you you know your chance to speak to the public, how do you want them to both see this place when they when we are driving by and and know that, and then how do you want us to actually like physically or emotionally, financially, whatever it may be, interact with uh, this place? 
Well, I, I would encourage you all to just stop by. Um, like, like we talked about earlier, we've sort of, you know, had to close our doors for a couple of years just due to COVID and safety and making sure everybody was okay. But now our doors are open and I would love if you'd stop by and visit. Um, our community is full of life here at Castle Peak and, uh, and that's kind of how I want you to see us. Um, we take care of older people, yes, but it is so full of life and so fun to be here. Um, you should stop by and just ch- check us out. As the uh, just the podcaster, I can back that up because uh, I walked in and it was as soon as I walked in. There's people talking to me. Till's the first one to greet me, and then I was talking to the nice old lady who was out front, and I don't get a chance to do that very often. And she was asking me all about my day, and just what a treat! Yeah, see, the relationship goes both ways. Right? Yes, it right? does. It's not just the community coming in here and and serving and helping, but really. Everyone has a purpose and wants to be a part of the community. So I guess really a lot of it is, yes, we're in the community right here in Eagle Ranch. We've chosen because of the lower altitude, which just makes it a lot easier. Um, but also it's we have community activities, too. We'll have, we'll have concerts on the patio and just really want to try to make it easy for those interactions to come. You know, there's always opportunities for volunteering. Um, and there's n- you know, never a shortage of that or the opportunity to help with some events. Um, for me, when I go out there, yes, I, absolutely. This The only reason this is here is because you know the, the county support, right? Um, partnerships with the hospitals and other d- significant donors that help bring that apart. I mean, it took a, an over four million dollar philanthropy campaign just to bridge that gap, or it couldn't yeah. have happened. What I'd like to tell people is, uh, donating to Castle Peak, which is clearly a nonprofit, and in these times uh, more than usual, um, is a, a zero to a hundred. So it costs Castle Peak zero dollars to have a fundraising program. All expenses for me. Um, and activities and direct mail or whatever it might be is all covered out of a special fund out of Minnesota. Uh, and, and then the 100 part is 100% of everything raised stays at Castle Peak. That's cool. There's no overhead. It goes back. Uh, there's no administrative fees. Um, it all goes and stays directly to here wherever the donor says they want it to go. That's awesome. And that, that doesn't always happen with nonprofit donations, but uh, thank you for making clear. It's the first one I've worked with. It. It's, that's the oh, case. that's really cool that's, uh, that you get to. And how fun for you to go out and say, look, I'd love to have your dollars. I know exactly where they're going. I can tell you it's going to help these people. Right. That's, that's pretty special. Um, if people want to find out ways to do this on the website, where should they go? Oh, this is easy. Castlepeak.org. There we go. We knew that one. <laughs> Castlepeak.org. Uh, my guest today on this podcast, uh, Till Adair, the philanthropy director here at Castle Peak. And uh, at, the, at the one down in Evergreen, tell me the name again. Oh, it's called uh, Elk Run. This Elk Run. I think that's really neat that, uh, that there's multiple spots there when we were talking about that. And then Shelly Cornish is our executive director, and uh, we really appreciate your time and your passion. I love that uh, we talked about the word calling in this multiple times because it really seems like both of you have that uh, in the way that, uh, that you look about this work. And can I, I didn't write it down, but my favorite quote, I think, from this podcast, if we could have T-shirts made from this one, <laughs> what is it, uh, what'd you say? Old people are people that are just older. <laughs> I'll take that one. I'll take that one home with me. That's the t- T-shirt I want from now on. Hey, thank you both for your time. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe to the Partnership Podcast on whatever platform you're listening right now. And find more resources at valevalleypartnership.com.